what these bitches want from my brother. Um, <laughs> uh, well, apparently John Moran, uh, he wants a lot of things, um, including like losing a lot of money. Um, but yeah, uh, shit on some DMX shit. You know, it rhymes with DMX. BMX, because I'm tricking you boys. <laughs> All right. About the 180 on you. Uh, but yeah. Welcome to episode 193. Oh, Jesus. The boy is moving. Uh, welcome to episode 193 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Uh Jesus. Um, speaking of sucking some titties, um, I realize that cat treats smell like absolute pussy. <laughs> I guess you know. I guess the name's appropriate, but I don't know. Like, I guess is that why we call like you? Know, we reference cats as like pussies, like pussy cats. Because, like, literally, they make all the food, they make all the treats smell like pure, uh, I'm trying to think of an appropriate term to call it, the viscous innards? No. Uh, someone else used that term. It literally just smells like smelly, gushy, pushy, uh, kind of like a sushi. It really just does smell like vagina. And I wonder... We, nah, ooh, I was about to say you cats give it. No, I'm not even going to go there. That's actually really disgusting. Um, <laughs> uh, it's probably, honestly, I guess that's probably what it would really smell like if girls wore like men's boxer briefs because all the air would compact and suppress. That's why we have separate panties and underwear. Jesus, I don't know what the fuck I'm even talking about right now. But um, yeah, I love the good old kitty treats. Me me um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So John Morant, uh, I guess we'll start off here. John Morant suspended again for doing literally the thing he basically was exposed for a couple months ago, exposing you know the the Glock or the Pisty or the stop sniffing my damn straw. I didn't bring you out here to tickle my straw, um. Go sit on the box. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, no, like, uh, people are like shaming him. It's like, how is. I don't even want to point out like how dumb he is because, you know. I, the, the, the weird thing kind of about it, for one, the dude in the car who's like, let's go on IG Live. And post this, like, if you are a groupie of his, if you are a, if you are a comrade, if you are part of his inner circle, and you're betting on him being able to continue making more money so he can contribute to whatever you're trying to do, you're fucking it up. Like, even if you're intentions of being in his inner circle or being his friend is not the most genuine you don't even care to be his friend. it's literally just a profit off the fact of his 250 million dollar contract you were fucking it up for yourself and that's the point where i don't i don't get like the hey we got some illegal activity in the car let's go on ig live and fuck up hundreds of million dollars um but yeah he's getting pistol whipped in a different way because uh when he gets suspended that's gonna be he's getting contract whipped um i I wouldn't be surprised if now like if you come i know like contracts are like pretty guaranteed in the nba or like he's probably got a pretty guaranteed contract but i feel like if you commit enough certain acts or activities to interfere with that i don't know how i'm pretty sure there's a way where the league can somehow like go to court and try to reprimand 
and try to basically be like, hey, yes, his contract is guaranteed, but he is violating like so many guidelines and he is interfering with business and role model or I don't like to say role model, but if it's a business where the business is the way you make money is your marketability and be able to sell your jersey. If people are going to have a hard time buying your jersey for their kids per se, because you have multiple instances that would be like, hey, do I really want my son or daughter to be walking around wearing this man's jersey? You don't need to be a perfect role model, but you can't be doing this shit in back-to-back months after you went on this avengement tour about how you weren't going to do, about how, oh, you know, I just got to make some changes in my life and all that stuff. And then literally, not only has nothing has changed, but when the camera was pointed at you, nothing and you were like, hey, man, maybe you should like get off the IG. Like this man was like in it. And I don't know, you know, I'm not from the I'm not from the life where we uh, flash things, you know, except uh, on request. Um, <laughs> oh, that's. Well, go with Arena see when they were flashing things in the locker room, you know, there's only a couple things you could flash in a locker room legally. Um I wonder if I wonder what weird I wonder if in a sports locker room, like at the pro level, like I know there was a Gilbert Arenas with like the guns and stuff. I wonder if in that environment, if some dude flashed his dick and basically said and didn't even care if people knew that he was like kind of bi or whatever. It was like, hey, to enhance my dominance in this locker room so no one fucks with me, you, and then he points out like the safety, are going to suck my dick. Um, <laughs> and it's like, if you were scared of the dude, I don't know, um, probably violate a few company policies, but... <laughs> I don't know, you know, it's uh, it's fascinating for a lot of different reasons, but again, not really. But anyways, any jizz. Um, you know, I want to I wanna be a guest on a podcast, you know, when I get enough sleep. Um, and when I don't have shit to fucking do in the day and I actually have time to fucking do shit, you know, without having to be interrupted. Um, <laughs> a story of my life. Um, but yeah. I would actually like to, anyone out there that has a podcast and wants me to be a guest in it, I will travel to where you are and then take your ownership of your podcast so I can have two. Um, <laughs> just so I can have two to hold hostage and not actually do. Um, but, uh, yeah. God, it is really fucking hot in here. Jesus. Um, but, yeah, none little... Nothing little rat tat bat. If I massage your back, will you scratch mine? If I scratch your shoulders, will you touch my earlobe? And if you touch my earlobe, can you hear what I'm hearing? <laughs> uh, trust the Midas touch. Um, it's the gold standard, baby. Uh, I am a Greek god, <laughs> supposedly. Um, well, I don't know. I've kind of lost a kind of lost a step when it comes to that yeah i definitely don't train as frequently but i don't actually think the greek gods really train like that like they used to like the stuff you see in the world's strongest man where they were lifting these 800 pound like bowling balls you know ironically by the set of their balls which is kind of that's kind of a scary thing you drop the ball you're dropping three um <laughs> that's not the three peat you're looking for warriors um <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know how, you know, being, you know, I'm going to sound like one of these girls that are like, oh my God, it's so hard to be pretty out here. You know, it's really actually, you know, I want people to sympathize. It's really tough to be this good looking sometimes. I mean, do you know what it's like to just walk in somewhere and just to be looked at and it's nothing but smiles and nervousness and people not knowing what to do with themselves don't even know like 
how they want to put their hands in their pockets, you know. They like I literally I was in line the other day and me and this dude walked he actually was in there a little bit before me and I was kind of giving a distance to kind of give him the nod that like hey you were here before me you could order first and he seemed so scared like anytime there's like that 50-50 tie when you enter a place into someone enter a place enter a place with someone but not someone you're with but or get in line around the city. There's always that weird thing like, hey, I was here first. You were here first. And you don't want to be like, hey, you know, are you waiting? Are you next? You typically let the person that was there first because you both know who was there first. But there's a reason why both of you were conceding to be like, hey, you can go first. Because they're either intimidated by you or just like, hey, it's okay. You were here first. Um, <laughs> and uh, you were here first and now you're gone. Uh, but yeah, no, but, uh, here's actually a dilemma, but no, I'll explain this and now get into a dilemma that actually I just thought of when you, but this, this, this guy, he was like, you could tell he was this nervous creature. Like he was kind of nervous. He was kind of like, uh, like he was a little angsty. If you want to put in the words, anytime I see someone like that, I try to make them as calm as possible and be like, Hey, I try to like. You know, try to set the precedent like, hey, what's up? You know, I try to match their energy, as the kids say. Uh, like these bitches in these spiritual videos. Like, if they ain't matching your energy, and they'll take a sip of their oversized tea, then you know what? Maybe their energy is lost. And you know what? You know what you do with lost energy? You tell them to get lost. Because lost energy is just a way to interfere with your inner beauty, woman. And then they start snapping. And boy, it makes me want to snap at them. Uh, they really just look like some like hocus pocus witches. I mean, really, when you look at these spiritual YouTube channels, they're really just like if you really want to get into like people that are into like witches and spirits and stuff. I think those are the real like demons because they are unqualified to speak about energy and love and what someone is worth and all that stuff when all that stuff is very subjective and there's certain things that are pretty like yeah like people won't respect your worth until you respect it yourself but sometimes you have all the respect for yourself but you've displayed or you have proven nothing to have that worth to acquire as a standard from other people like i, I we live in this weird world where just because we desire something just because we want something like we are entitled to that standard it's like no you're not but anyways sorry went on a little tangent um sine and cosine hey. um <laughs> but no like you know we both got that and he was there before i was like and he was like no you could go ahead no it's okay i'm like no you were here first it's okay He's like, no, I'm not in a hurry. And I was like, in my head, I was like, actually, I kind of am in a hurry. And I was like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I went up there, he backed off. Like, he was afraid. Like, if I, if he was, like, within five feet of me, I would, like, freaking choke, choke slam him, like, Triple H or some shit. It's like, bro, like, I'm getting iced coffee, all right? It's pretty sus at best. Um, <laughs> we're both in pretty unmasculine positions. It's okay. Um, but... Yeah, it's this weird thing where, like, when dudes, when guys are intimidated by you and you're not even intimidating or trying to be intimidating, you're just being nice and generous. It's like this automatic, like, weird feeling, like, it's like, it's this uncomfortable feeling. And now it's like you're overconscious of everywhere you go. How do you make people feel comfortable or uncomfortable? It's like, that's actually a big burden to carry. Like, when people are like, oh, this person is like, oh, you must get all of this. You must get all, how much, you must get all this attention. You must be getting all these girls. And it's like, I don't really think or operate like that. Mostly. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's almost like when you have that power, it almost makes you have a responsibility that when you have that power to not abuse it even more than when you kind of do, but you really don't and you fake it, 
when you actually like the biggest strength you could show is to not abuse your power or quote unquote privilege, whatever the fuck that means. Um, a privilege, like the the thing is, privilege. Like when I hear the word privilege, privilege is actually something that it's like you were inherited with a privilege. Like you have something that you didn't have to do anything for. That's why pretty privilege to me is not a real thing. And I've come up with this. Pretty privilege is not a real thing because someone doesn't accidentally look pretty. Like you have good genetics. You have good this and that and the other. But you have to do something to maintain an attractiveness or beauty. And that's not privilege. Like, yes, there is situations where no matter what you do, you will not be objectively pretty to the masses or attractive to the masses, right? But you can have all the advantages and benefits and if you don't eat well, if you're not hydrated and you don't take care of yourself at any capacity, it's not really going to matter because it's going to show. That's why I hate that word privilege because privilege is this thing that we have inherited in us that's not really real, but if we convince ourselves that other people have advantages we don't, we could justify our real shortcomings as a person. God damn, look at Clint. See, it only took 16 and a half minutes for me to actually talk about something worth fucking talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I absolutely, I, and I get, I don't know, the older I get day by day, Anytime I hear someone talk about how someone had some type of uh, economic privilege. Oh, they come from rich parents. They call Nepo babies. Like, they put these slang words to try to make people that come from money just sound like, oh, these are bad people. Like, yes, a lot of them on the higher levels, they have very high entitlement because what they're used to in standard is that. So it's hard for them to be reasonable with the average mass of a person. Mass of a person. Um, I basically just like the average mass, like 83 kilograms. Um, Which I've never, like, how come in other countries like England and shit, they go by kilograms? It's just so unnecessary. It's like, why can't they, like, why does it have to be 2.2 pounds equals 1 kilograms? Why can't it just be a 2 to 1 ratio? Like, can't just make it simpler? And I'm like, you go to, like... Because then, like, if you weigh, like, 80, once you get to, like, 83 kilograms, like, oh, that means I weigh 100 and, I don't know, 66 pounds. It's like, yeah, but it's 2.2, so that means, like, really, you're, like, 108. Like, god damn it. Like, why the fuck do you have to add that point to? Uh, eh, I guess I'll have to point to you. All right. <laughs> Whoever fucking made that metric, um, measurement, whatever you want to call it. But not, like, privilege. Like, you know, people want, there's race privilege, there's beauty privilege. I'm going to focus on the beauty because I don't want to get into something I don't need. Um, we'll focus on beauty and economic privilege because, you know, I uh, I definitely am a fan of both um, <laughs> uh, because I need a sugar mama um, <laughs> for the economic part. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but it's so dumb, like. People don't look good by accident. Take me out of the equation. Um, <laughs> we have, like People don't look good by accident. And anyone that gets surgery, typically you know, and they don't really look good. Except like if you do simple things, like a hairline transplant can go a long way. A, like a, I don't know, a type of teeth type of thing if you have a big gap in between teeth and you get some surgery veneers and stuff and it you know your teeth look a little bit more close like yeah those things but like getting ab implants that doesn't really make because people could tell like you have abs but you don't really work at it people could tell like it's not it's not going to maintain implants in general it's pretty noticeable and simply when people, once people know you have a enhancement or an adjustment somewhere, it's typically like, it's not that I completely won't want to fuck you. Um, like if you get a big booty lift, like it's not that I won't still, you know, try to see what's bouncing back there. But 
it's gonna make me think some things about you that's like damn like you really are so focused on doing things to make yourself appear something that you just didn't want to put in the time for a lot of times um but yeah I don't know, like, I, I, I just don't like the word privilege, because I think once you already start talking about other people have this advantage and that advantage, you're already setting yourself back and setting a type of setback mindset that you are not like, oh, the reason why this person is this is because of this, and that's out of my control. And so there's no, like, there's no point in me even putting in time and effort to become that that I aspire. It's like... Or maybe be realistic with yourself. Or maybe, I don't know, instead of focusing on what other people have or don't have, maybe try to do things to have that. It's actually pretty, it's a pretty simple thing. You want more money? Do more stuff in the day that may make you more money. Go pick up a job. Go start doing stuff online that may make you a few bucks. Like, Someone being richer, someone looking better than you, someone having something that is very human doable. I just think anytime you see a human that has something you don't, more than likely there's something you could do to kind of have that. It's really not actually that. And that's stuff that's kind of annoying with this stuff. I'm just tired. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just tired of. I, I'll tell you what. Actually, I think sparked all this is. I'm so tired of watching fitness videos, and I understand like the Greg Doucette and these bodybuilders, right? And they will talk like, yes, there are genetic advantages that some people have that others don't. But when it's like every time it's like, oh, you you won't get this. You don't have the genetics. You are not genetically. It's like you are like you. It's already implanting something in someone's mind that they should just not do it, and they are not capable because of something out of their control. When in reality, and maybe maybe the tactic behind it is like if something like me telling you someone had genetic advantages scares you away, then you know what? Maybe. This isn't for you anyways, because if that's all it takes for you not to pursue this or want to do this, then you know what? You're not built for this, as they say. So maybe that's like kind of like a behind like tactic, like it's a way to veer out any competition for the people that actually really are serious about whatever. But I guess it's like because now it's used for everything. Everything is like, oh, well, they're just they just have genetics. I don't. It's like, yeah, but they have genetics advantages combined with they want it advantages and I don't think it's really like in something internally genetic like if you have a parent that's a uh like a math wizard right you don't just come out of the womb being able to put equations together that you can only do in an MIT lab like being in that environment, growing up, seeing it, maybe them teaching you, but just going to classes as like an understudy, or if you're just like an eight-year-old and you go watch your dad teach and he has all this knowledge, watching and being in that environment will always spark that shit. Well, always actually, that's the real advantage is the environment that you put yourself in or the environment that you were fortunate enough to be in, but that's not a privilege. Like, because privilege means, like, no matter what, this is laid out for you. No matter who you are, what skill set you have, your work ethic, or what you want, and being able to critically think for yourself, no matter what, privilege is, like, it's here for you. It's like, yes, people have advantages, and typically your environment and your background of people that you look up to or influence you is going to be a big factor and what you decide to want to do or what you naturally may lean to or have an interest in. But it's not like this genetic, like this whole like genetics is so fucking annoying. Like, yes, if we're talking about like, keep it simple, like fitness. 
certain people have genetic inserts in certain parts of their body that they are more genetically gifted than other parts of their body or just more genetically gifted to be able to grow muscle or to be able to build muscle in certain parts that other people would have a harder time and two people can do the same amount of work on the same body part, same exercise, same intensity, doing everything correctly. And one person can have pretty vastly different results than the other. But that doesn't mean the other person won't get results. It just may be slower and may look a little different. But it doesn't mean you're not going to get results and improvement in that area. And that's the part that's fucking annoying. It's like genetics is not an excuse to not do better for yourself and that shit is the shit that's fucking annoying to me because i it really has created this laziness that this laziness type of culture this laziness excuse oh well uh i'm not this so that doesn't mean i'm like shut the fuck up and just fucking do whatever the fuck you want to do if you put the time in you'll see what you want out of it You'll see improvement. It's really not that fucking difficult. I'm sorry I'm coming off like irritable. But talking about this shit. Because it's like when people talk about this. uh, Like I hate that nepo baby. They call it nepotism right. Someone from a rich family. Because they point out the really bad examples. The like the Demi Lovato's. The these other child. Whether it's like child actors. Or people that come from families. It typically comes with actors. Where, like, they come from, like, already rich. Or they already come from, like, a background of parents that were actors. So they started acting at three and they had that advantage. It's like, yeah, you know what? They they probably did have an advantage. But it's like, that doesn't mean when you were 19, you couldn't have went for an audition and see if you were actually worth the shit at it. Sure, maybe they would get casted before you in certain things. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're better at it than you. Like, all these excuses to not be a part of something because other people have this family lineage that's more uh, advantageous than what you have. It may mean you have to wait longer. It may mean you have to actually build a personal brand or empire for yourself to actually be considered serious. You may have to build your own name from scratch, but it doesn't mean... It just means your path to get somewhere may be different. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But anyways, yeah. So, another dilemma. Going back to the situation in the line. I've always thought about this, right? Let's say two people are entering a place, right? Let's say you're entering a fast food place. I don't know. And you, you get to the door first, but then you open the door for someone else behind you as a courtesy. So they walk in, and they even say thank you and all that. Does that mean when you both walk in, should they be in front of you? Or should you actually be in front of them? Since technically you were at the door first, and you did something you didn't have to do. You could have just opened the door, closed there, or opened the door and stayed in front of them. Open door behind you, but then still be first in line. Which one do you do? Are you a dick if you open the door but still stay in front? Because you didn't want, you know, you see like a family of four with three kids that you know is going to get ice cream. And people getting ice cream at a dual ice cream and coffee shop is always very time consuming. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to make sure to still stay ahead because I don't feel like waiting for this kid to choose if he wants baseball nut are fucking mamas making cookies. And then they're trying all these fucking samples when you just want to get a drink and get the fuck out. Or should it be the initial of the other person and be like, hey, I know you opened the door for us, so you know what? You go ahead. You're one person. I'm I'm a mom with three kids with me, stressed out. You go ahead of me because you know what you did, you didn't have to do. And you're like... Yeah, you're goddamn right I didn't. But I did. And then when someone's ultra nice to you, you almost want you almost feel guilty and be like, damn, you know what? Maybe 
No, you know what? You go ahead. I'll wait the extra eight minutes because you know what? Not often do you come across someone who would acknowledge. Just the fact that someone's aware and acknowledges the same thing you're acknowledging and aware of, it kind of makes you want to even be like, you know what? Go ahead. And it makes the wait worth it. The problem is when you wait behind people that aren't considerate of that shit. That's when it becomes a problem. Like, fucking pick your scoop of ice cream. You don't need four samples to know what you like. Like, honestly, if I ran an ice cream shop, I would have a minimum, I would have a two sample limit. It's like, if you need more than two samples to realize what the fuck you want, then I don't want you. Like, you are just, it's not even about gaming the system. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not anti-unlimited samples. I'm guilty of it when I go to the food court and they voluntarily are out there holding toothpicks of teriyaki chicken. I get it. Why does all food court Chinese taste the same, though? I don't know. Just thought. Um, I don't know. I'm just... I'm, I'm just... We live in a sampling cold, and I think maybe samples from a young age, now that I think about it, sampling from a young age probably creates men that cheat on women. Because it's like, hmm, I have this sample, I have that sample. It's like, I could just keep getting what I want without actually having to commit to paying, in this case, ice cream, but paying and commit to just getting this one sitting of this flavor of ice cream. And I think maybe samples puts that in a young man's mind. And that's why we feast out here and just try to chow down every girl of a sample we can have. It all starts when at Baskin Robbins. It all starts at Brewster's. When you're like, yeah, have a sample. Yeah, have a, try this, try that. It's like, I never have to commit to nothing, but I get all the different types of enjoyment. Why the... You know what? I think, I think honestly, ice cream is the blame for why men can't commit. There, I said it. It's... There's too much out there. There's too many... Un- like, flavors are being created by the day. And you know what? And let me tell you. See, here's the thing, like... Men, we will, we, men are samplers of ice cream. Women will eat the whole fucking pint and be just happy. And then they'll eat a whole nother pint and a whole nother pint. And we're just out here little by little. Eh, have this one a couple times, this one a couple times. But no, they just want to eat the whole thing at one time. And that's why us men, that's why we have commitment issues. And maybe women commit too hard. Maybe it should be the opposite. Maybe men should just be the ones that are ideally the full committers. And women are the one out here sampling. Well, see, now the problem is, is everything's too intertwined. Everyone is just sampling. And no one buys. And guess who pays the price? Divorce lawyers. Um, <laughs> yeah, think about it. Like, how, how many married couples you see get ice cream together? Now I think about it. It's always the young love couples. It's always the, uh, oh... Young love. Eh, I love those. Uh, young love, as uh, Sam Holm would say, young love ain't all smiles. Um, which, by the way, that, that woman in my life song by Sam Hunt, I need to do like a full reaction. That's like the most addicting song. Like, I, Sam Hunt has this ability with these last three songs he's done. I listen to it the first time or two. I listen to it one night, and I'm like, okay, it's nice. And then next day couple more times and now it's like on like i don't know maybe because i avoid listening to new music at all costs anytime i actually take time to listen to a new song and actually enjoy it it's like this it's like this festering dopamine hit to my brain like please give me something new you do nothing but the same shit and listen to the same shit and don't try anything new um it's like yeah i tried different stuff i went from buying bread and butter Pickle chips to zesty bread and butter pickle chips. Only because it was on sale. Um, <laughs> that's my idea of trying something new. It's literally getting the pickle flavor next to it because it says zesty. If that's not the widest thing you ever hear, well, glad to help. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, no, like, I, I want, I'm going to do a review, woman, woman of my life, ironically, I know he did, he dropped that like a couple of days before Mother's Day, talking about all the women in my life, um, yeah, but yeah, but no, uh, I don't think I've ever taken a girl to get ice cream, actually. Actually, no, I take that back. I have. Uh, and they always love mint chocolate chip. I don't know what it is. Um, which, by the way, I got breath mints. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess that's a real good icebreaker for conversation. And if you have sensitive teeth, you can always poke holes at their root canals. Um <laughs> Ah, uh, I'm a fool. I've actually never... And, you know, you don't come across people who don't like ice cream. But I don't think I've ever met a girl who turned down ice cream before. Um, I guess maybe they all are always on their period. Um, imagine if they had period-flavored ice cream. <laughs> hey, at least you know it won't be iron deficient. Um... <laughs> I heard you laughing, <laughs> but um, that that would be a bloody mess. That'd be something like the Brits would come. You know that that's like some of those spiritual girls that try to like come with these nuanced things. You know, people. You know, I I don't think it's great because you know what, women eat their own placenta after they have birth or maybe during birth. Whenever the placenta comes out, you know they put in these shakes. Eat it for three months to kind of replenish all the stuff they let out. Like, someone's going to be out there. And they're going to make some period-flavored ice cream. And design it with like, oh, but we put some peach mango sherbet in it. Like, it's one of those athletic green drinks. And be like, hey, you know what? It comes from 100% all-natural woman's period of blood that we've cooped up for five years. And you know what? It's given back because you know what? All everyone's iron deficient. Even men can try it because everyone's iron deficient. You'll be an iron giant, all right. <laughs> if you just consume period blood, you're gonna look like iron giant. I'm pretty sure you know. And you know what the real problem is in the fitness industry? Some dudes are gonna start consuming that shit. Be like, dude, it adds mass and gains. Say less. Um, I don't know if that'd be considered a PED, but. Um, that, you know what, if I, I think that's where I would cut the line. If I, if like you were in the bodybuilding aesthetic and period blood became the thing you had to do to get over the edge and compete with the top level, I think I would rather be homeless. Um, <laughs> that's where I'll be like, you know what, man, this, this is not worth it. Hey, you know what? I will take steroids. I'll take trend. I will take everything under the sun before I consume period blood ice cream um and don't dare try to be like oh but it's like a protein ice cream blend anytime these ass wipes try to make those protein ice creams at home that shit looks absolutely trifling it looks just like some greek yogurt mixed up and it's probably unsalted it's unflavored because you know what i want all the processed shit that they make in the ice cream i want professor i don't want your bullshit i made it in my ninja and then put some protein powder and be like hey it's like honey graham cereal it's like no the fuck it's not the shit is bland as fuck the shit is chunky you can't decide if you want it to be ice cream or a milkshake or a chunky shake i don't fucking know but I don't know. Moral of the story is, keep your period blood away from me. Um, I don't care if I'm iron deficient. Fuck, they have fucking pills for that. Even though I don't believe in pills. But any jizz. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But yeah, no. I've never seen a old... Well, I shouldn't say never. It's not the more... You, you never see a happily... How about this? You don't see a truly happily married couple get ice cream together maybe one will go get ice cream and bring it home and then they're on the phone with them bitching about oh hey they're out of the mom's making cookies and they're like oh they never have that um 
It's like, well, they have this, and then it's just some asshole looking at the fucking thing, holding up the line, like, oh, they have this peanut butter jelly. Oh, they have this Jamocha flavor. And then they're naming all these things, and then they end up getting, like, Rocky Road. Rocky Road won. Heavily overrated. It is just chocolate. And it doesn't even taste like regular chocolates. Like they do some weird like Rocky and Bullwinkle type of flavored chocolate. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like unsweetened chocolate. And then like, hey, we put some chunks of macadamia nuts. It's like there's nothing there's nothing rocky or roadish about it. Um But yeah. And then they just end up getting some basic shit. Every time. It it never fails. But yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, young love, you hate to see it. Every time I see a young man falling over with a girl, I think about how happy he is. I know what he's feeling inside. That young, young love, it's just inevitable that she's going to break his heart. And you know what? I know it's going to hurt him and it's going to build character. He's going to go through a hateful phase where he hates, where he just hates the ladies. But I know he's going to come out better from it. Um, But it's always weird to see a young man like an 18-year-old guy, right? It's weird to see like someone who's like 9 or 10 younger than you because you know how you were when you were 18 or 19. And you see them with a girl about their age. And you're just like, man, like. It's like you remember those days where just like anything someone said, you just laughed and enjoyed it. And now, like, if you went out with a girl that did that, it would annoy the fucking shit out of you. Like, have you ever, like, been around a young couple where they just talk about nonsense and they're just nonstop laughing? And then you're listening to their conversation and you're like. You you don't even know what you're laughing at. You're just laughing because she said that. Oh yeah, my sister, she's a whore. <laughs> like, I actually heard that recently. Um <laughs> But I I don't know, like I think just the way you communicate from like when you're nineteen compared to twenty five, it's like completely different. Like I remember, like, how I used to talk to girls when I was, like, 19 years old, right? When I did talk. It was very, like, it was very uh, bland, but genuinely bland. And I admit it, like, I was not a great texter. Still not. Because, you know what? I realized it doesn't really matter. But I did feel an extra need to overcompensate while texting, right? Like... I was definitely a, I would definitely back to back text. Not because I like, oh, they didn't respond. I got like, but it's like, I tried to create so much there that there was no excuse for them not to respond. But then what I realized is like, damn, I'm giving them more reason not to respond. Um, <laughs> Cause I used to fill in the blanks for what I would literally just, it's basically like what I do on this podcast. It was basically foreshadowing. So, you know what? Maybe it trained me. I trained myself to be able to feel both sides of the conversation because, honestly, most, most ladies, um, most young ladies at that time, like in that age range, literally, honestly, and even honestly, when you get older, you talk to even middle age, mid 20s girls, like a lot of them are really feel like they don't have to contribute anything to a conversation. Because realistically, they've never really had to. Because it's... When when you have the option... When you have multiple dudes wanting your attention, it's like you can just pick out which one interests you more and then give your time to that. Like, you don't actually have to really invest much of your personality or time because someone will do a lot of that work for you until you actually get to a point where it's like, oh, okay. And that's something that took me a while to realize. Like, that's something you kind of have to learn the hard way. Is that you have to kind of create incentive for someone to actually want to really have to put themselves out there 
to actually warrant you to put yourself out there that actually have a balance in like, hey, I'm exchanging this part of my personality at the expense that you may find it weird or you may not like it. And you're putting this out there that may make you come off a certain way. And it's just not this generic bland thing where it sounds like everyone sounds the fucking same when you talk to them. Like, and that's the thing, like, that's the thing with Texans. Like, everyone texts the fucking same because everyone's afraid to come off a certain way. Everyone's like, oh, I got to be close to chest, close to vest, and, like, kind of play it cool and stuff. And then everyone, like, texts the same. So then when they're looking through their logs of the 10 dudes that they're looking at, and they see 10 dudes with the same responses, everyone's run the same game. Ironically, you realize you don't have much game. But I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a young man, you know, sprouting the dating market. Um, <laughs> uh, this sprouting, all right. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm like a cat in the tree because it's a non-emergency. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently if you're, if you're a cat in the tree, uh, hope you enjoy it up there because the fire department's not coming out to save you. They look at you like J. Cole. If she don't want to be saved, don't save her. Um, except all these cats like get themselves in trouble. And then they want our help. They don't want our help. And they're just, you know, sniffing around and shit. When you're like, hey, you know, if you go here, you may feel more comfortable. If you come sit on my lap, you may feel more love. But no, let's go climb in the trees so we can get attention. You fucking desperate little cunts. Um... It's not even my cat. It's not even the cat of a person I know. It was literally just a random stray cat. But goddamn. Um, moral of the story is, kids, um, don't climb up trees if, you know, um, I actually don't know what I was going to say. Yeah, don't climb a tree unless you're ready to be free of life. Because if you're uncoordinated, um, gravity will take its course. Um <laughs> Gravity, uh, it won't stay the hell away from me. Um, it's my cat in a box. Um, you know what? Your cat will be in a box, all right. It'll be a casket. And I'm pretty sure cat, if, if I, for some reason, like animal or like human caskets are crazy expensive. But every time you convert something that humans have, and you convert it to animals, for some reason, animals are much more expensive. Like, if we have the flu, oh, here's some medicine. Ah, here's like 20 bucks. Go buy some NyQuil. Here's some antibiotics, whatever. For If a cat gets sick, it's like you basically have to prepare for a funeral if you don't get this $800 injection in their ass. Like, it's like everything, like, oh... I, so I'm pretty sure if a human casket is like eight thousand dollars, a cat casket is probably like twelve thousand dollars. Like everything for animals is so much more because we can't really look and be like, oh well, if that was me, it's like, well, you know what? You're not a feline that's neutered, so you don't understand. Like, here's the thing: like you could go to a doctor's office if you have a kid. You've been a kid. You've lived forty years on this earth. You bring your child to the doctor's office seven like, oh yeah, his uh stomach's really hurting. He's having a lot of back pain, this and that. I think he may have, you know, some type of like gallbladder issue. He may have like something's wrong. Like it, the way he described the pain for me, I think there's something going on with his liver. It's like if a cat, you know, they could just tell you whatever with a cat. Like you are a veterinarian. They'd be like, yeah, you know, your cat has a tumor. And you're like, I don't think they have a tumor. It's like, you gonna prove it? You gonna you gonna deny our knowledge? Our two and a half years of veterinarian school that your cat didn't have a tumor? Fine, go take care of your own fucking cat since you know fucking cat. You know we got we got remedies and cold and flu shit at you know these grocery stores, but there's no cat section. Like the only thing they have like you could buy over the counter for animals is like warm dejectors. It's like, oh, it's always some extreme. Like, oh, there's your cat shit out worms. It's like, Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be like every time you take your animal to the vet, it's like 700 bucks minimum. Like, there's no just like, hey, here's a $45 copayment issue. 
Now, like, there's no, there's no real, is there even insurance for cats or dogs? Like, I'm sure you have a little plan, but I don't think it covers, like, you know, hey, if you, uh, need to get a, if you need to get an x-ray on the chest, you know, you'll be covered a hundred bucks max. Like, nah, it's still gonna be like, hey, yeah, we had the scan. We had to scan this little heart just to see if it was beating. Yeah, that'll be 1800 bucks. It's like, oh. Seems pretty extreme. Like, that's not, like, they're not even that many square inches. Like, the amount of procedure or an act at a hospital or vet should be, should not exceed the amount of square inches of the object that you're x-raying. How about that? How about that as a common rule? I just felt like, I just felt because we can't go to the vet and be like, hey, yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, she's been throwing up, but I don't think she has a heart issue. It's like, oh, really? So you just want your cat to die since you know it, you take care of it. And you'll be like, well, I'm not really an animal expert. But whereas, like, if, if it's another human, you have enough personal experience and connectivity. Be like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Just because just cause my son's throwing up doesn't mean he has Ebola. It's like, with your cat, they can just tell you, like, hey, uh. Yeah, you know, I think your I think your cat caught like some black like some rare disease that if you don't you know, if you don't pay for this three thousand dollar injection shot, they're gonna be paralyzed. I don't know what to tell you. And you're like, I'll take my chance. Like, oh, you would take that chance. That's animal abuse. So if you don't pay this three thousand dollars, why have animal control take your animal? It's like, oh, well Jesus. Wouldn't want that, so I guess I'll just pay three thousand dollars I don't have. They're like, great, sign right here. Oh, plus it'll be a hundred dollar copay. It's like, oh, thanks, buddy. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess the moral of today's pod is um, just if your animal gets sick, you might as well just put it up for adoption because you're basically going for broke. Um. <laughs> All right, that was episode 193 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties while scooping your own ice cream. If you get to even have any. All right, that was just for me. All right, have a great day whenever this is posted. Oh, Jesus.